Let's keep the let's keep the uh, let's keep the sound on and see if anybody's there. Is it working today? I see we're transmitting, but I don't see anything as usual. Let's try reloading that. I don't see anything broadcasting, which is how I get going so fast. But the reload worked, and now I can see it. Oh, but I can't so hear it. Fast, but the there it is. Five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Good morning, world. Okay, let's just do the news today. U.S. ad recovery continues to soar, surges 52% in April. Okay, so great little graph. Um, you can see that things are up, up, up. And they've been going up since last April. So it's not a big surprise that things are up, <laughs> right, year over year. Um, and we're still not caught up with last April, which is over now. This April's over too. So we're not going to catch up with last with, with April 2019, rather. And so the state of the economy is not back to where it was, which isn't a big surprise after you take basically a pitchfork and stick it in its gut uh, worldwide. For what reason? We're not exactly sure, but time will tell. And uh, hopefully the truth comes out eventually. Um, April, interestingly, uh, this is the first post-recession month to show stronger gains for smaller ad categories than the biggest ones. Smaller ad categories, okay? I don't know what that means. Category, direct mail, they're not even listed half the time. Most of the time, uh, they're so small as an ad category. I don't know what a small one would be. Radio, I don't know, talk radio, polka stations, that would be a small category. Uh, the, then the biggest one is an indication that the recovery is gaining momentum across a broader range of advertisers, okay? So as you get more... People coming back in, you want to get more creative about how you do your ad placement because the road gets crowded and you want to stand out. So uh, according to this, digital is driving most of the aggregate U.S. ad market recovery. National TV increased 14% over April 2020, but is still down 32% versus April 2019. So quite a bit below that. And... Uh, U.S. digital advertising marketplace is up 83% versus April 2020 and 31% versus April 2019. So, as you can tell, as you hear every day on any kind of marketing station or any marketing news, digital is everything. Digital is all in. Digital is everything you could ever imagine. Okay? But in a follow-up story over here also also i believe from media post Let's see if this is from media post yeah that is i found a new way to i found a new way to to uh print my my screens or whatever and it's so fast but it doesn't always put it doesn't put the real link in it so if you want to get this if you want to get this information go to wdma and you get the real article that i've marked up already so you know what is important or you can mark it up yourself as a PDF but anyway they're available every day after the show at some point and or the next day and uh, you get them by subscribing on WDMA.org 
and then you get the show notes every day anytime you want you've got a question you say he didn't cover that article very well or i want to know who the author is or whatever else this will help you find it okay so e-commerce approaches e-commerce in sales approaches 20 percent you know it's funny because when you read the the marketing news trades you'd think that digital was 200 percent of everything it was double everything it was the big gorilla in the room but and you know here's a good graph e-commerce percentage of total retail sales these look like big percentages e-commerce is big and this is u.s and this is worldwide but if you read the little numbers it's 14 percent 17 percent 21 21 now it's up to almost 20 percent almost 20 percent worldwide in the u.s it's only 16 percent so I did a graph of what it, of, of what the answer really is, what, what it really looks like. This is retail sales, okay? This is what the article's about. So whoever wrote this article should have put a graph in like that. See this little red spot? That's digital, that's digital sales. That's how much of a picture digital sales is compared to retail sales. It's a tiny sliver. And that's after decades, heck, you know, as the article points out, bing, 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 bing. Okay, thanks logic to the acceleration of digital transformation and the need to sell things to consumers in a safer, more socially distanced way. Uh, E-commerce has surged, surged, mind you. Surged, I tell you, but still remains a fraction, <laughs> just a fraction of total retail sales you know uh you know as i've said many times now i worked with a a retailer with about 80 stores you know pretty good size about 50 million in sales it's, they've gone public since and so all the all the sales numbers are, are public information they're about 50 million in retail sales when we got when we got them and they had this theory that they could both sell to existing customers they didn't need new customers and that was from the president herself and that they didn't and the CFO said anything we can do to grow without opening more stores that's what we're going to do because they didn't like they didn't like the cost of opening a store so they spent a lot of money on e-commerce and tried to just tried to get their customers to rebuy uh and the only thing that really worked was the catalog that had a 300% ROI the others didn't have a negative and or I think they did you know I did, I wasn't in charge of that part but anyway, uh, so what, what we proved to them was that the sales came around retail stores. No offense, we don't want to malign digital, but it's this acceleration of digital transformation isn't that big a deal. No. You know, and now my wife's out driving around now that most stores have removed their mask mandates and she likes she'd rather go see something in real life. I'm I'm continuously buying things that are, you know, like I bought an incense sensor and it was about this big and I wanted one I was expecting it to be about this big. There's an episode of Tim the Toolman and he gets a bathtub and it doesn't fit up the stairs and his wife says, How could you buy the wrong size bathtub? And he said, Well it's only this big in the catalog. And almost nobody puts a size reference on anything, which is really dumb because you can put a pencil or you can put a, a coin or, or almost anything just to give some indication, golf ball, something that people know the size of. It's like a constant size. Anyway, 
So we're always overselling this digital. Even in China, which is the world leader, even in China, it's only 26% or 28% or something. It's still a sliver of retail. Anyway, so my wife was driving around, and she came home last night, and she said, Bed Bath & Beyond is closed. It's gone. And she said something else was gone, one of her favorite stores. I said, yeah, they put them out of business. I mean, they literally attacked retail to the benefit of Amazon and Google and, you know, the big the big guys and Walmart and Costco and everybody who could stay open. But they basically shut down, you know, they shut down the retail economy. They put them all out of business. Be careful where you build your nest. Don't build your nest in a tree that's meant for the axe. It's for the birds. In some ways, e-commerce has been around as long as people have used telephones to order products from catalogs. Yeah, you know, author of this article, way longer than that. You know that, you know that most catalogs when I started had an order form with an envelope. And you'd go through it and you'd put it, you'd write in by hand the item numbers you wanted, the quantities, you'd put the price, multiply it out, and uh, multiply it out. And it would, and you'd send a check. Yeah, for real. In B2B, we would send an invoice out after we got your order and it was ready to ship. And it might take, I worked with a catalog in the, probably, yeah, let's see, in the early, no, the late 80s, B2B. And they said, you know, we ship, we guarantee to ship in 32 working hours. I said, 32 working hours? What does that mean? Let's see, eight hours a day. 32 times 8 times 4. So, wait. So, if I order at 10 a.m. on Monday, you'll guarantee to ship it by 10 a.m. on Friday? I said, <laughs> it's even worse if I order on Thursday, you know. Then it's like Wednesday of the next week. They'll guarantee to ship, not to deliver. That's where we were at. But, nevertheless, people ordered and businesses were sustainable. And there's some businesses that still exist today that, that existed back then, you know. So it's actually been around for more like nah, easy 150 years, probably more, remote buying. With a reliable mail system, yeah, we were buying in the 19th century, direct, or w direct, which is direct to consumer, but it's really the most remote way to buy. Okay, so this is nothing new. And so then there's some conjecture at the end of the ad. Early signs suggest consumers have adjusted to conducting business online and are likely to return, are unlikely to return to their old habits. You know what? Especially if you shut down the retail stores. If there's no options, once they're gone, it's hard to get them back. You're forced online. And I feel like that's not kind of what, what's happening, is we're getting forced into digital advertising as if that's the only answer uh, by all the, all the propaganda. And I, I'll call it that. Digital advertising stories are mostly propaganda. And this is the graph. After all the propaganda of 25 years of digital, 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 still only 20, not even 20%, not even 20% worldwide, it's only 16% in America. It's not even 20%. This is overstating, the graph is overstating the situation, which I built, but I was just reading top of the waves. Okay, PayPal goes post-purchase with Happy Returns Acquisition. They bought a company called Happy Returns that provides logistical and 
logistical software and services to online retailers flooded with returns. So I bought this phone. I used PayPal. I didn't use Happy Returns. I bought it on eBay, but I used PayPal to pay for it. And the phone came and the camera kept going like, like as if like this. Only I wasn't moving. It was just the camera zooming in and out. And so I, I wrote the place and they said, well, we're not set up to take a return and exchange it. You'll have to buy another one, but you can return that one. Let's put the work on the consumer, right? And so they said, that's a very rare error. We just have never heard of that happening before. So buy another one. So, you know, what can you do? I did it. And, you know, other than that, my wife liked the phone. Got another one, did the same thing. It's not quite as bad, but basically exactly the same. So I wrote him and I said, you know, I'll buy another one, but I'd like somebody to look at it first, like a human being. Just see if the camera's broken. See if the thing, you know, just look it over a little bit. And I'll send you the money. I don't have any problem with that. No, we're not set up for that. You know, you should really send me one. Since I've already paid for two, so I paid 250 bucks to this company and still haven't got a phone that works. Now, I know that's not a lot for phones, but I don't, I don't think it's worth buying a phone for a lot of money. It's a phone. I don't want to pay more for the phone than my computer. And, oh, yeah, the style consultant says, I'm not supposed to think that everyone's like me. You know what? It was funny. I was at the dentist yesterday. And uh, my old dentist, he's my age. He was in my class in grade school, and we've known each other since then. And uh, he says, guess what, John? I got a smartphone. <laughs> so not everybody's at the cutting edge of the latest version of Apple, of Apple phones. I hate to tell you, some people are, you know, so far behind. I'm kind of ahead of the curve in most cases. Not everybody's live streaming every day on six channels. <laughs> Anyway, back to this. So, so what this article suggests is that uh, interesting Colby. Okay, what Colby is suggesting is that uh, PayPal wants to control the entire customer experience, which might be a step up because I'm a pretty big fan of PayPal. They do a great job, and I had I had an item that I bought on eBay where the guy charged 450 bucks or something, and it didn't even work when it came, and he had no returns on the, on the ad, you know, where I bought it from. And uh, I, I'd gone past the date that eBay does it, but PayPal came through, and PayPal took his money, and I found another one for 25 bucks that does work. And so there, poke in the eye, vendor. Uh, but, pay, yeah, PayPal has always been great. I like PayPal. But according to, according to Colby... They are interested in buying out the entire customer experience. Oh, before we go, though, customers return nearly $1 of every $5 spent online last year. So if you think of my gra graph, that's 20%. 20% was returned of what was spent. Okay, that's what that graph shows. So think of my little circle pie chart. Same thing. And we don't mean to all the time, although some people I know buy, you know, four items and keep the one that fits or the one they like the best. I've never been, I've never been that cavalier. You know, I had a friend who bought Land's End shirts and would wear them until they wore out and then send them back and say, this is worn out. And they'd give them a new one. And uh, 
I'm not a believer in an unlimited return policy, FYI. I think there's a reasonable compromise, and I think if you let customers abuse the system like that, and I know they're not that many, but if you let them abuse that system, uh, it actually costs the good customers. You're charging the good customers for that for that crook <laughs> who's a friend of mine. Uh, anyway, so it creates, all those returns create a costly logistical and tracking nightmare for retailers, which is why sometimes, a lot of times, Amazon or Amway or others that we order from say, just keep it, uh, give it to Goodwill if you want. Um, so they, PayPal has ambitions to control the entire customer retail journey. They have a pre, they bought a pre-purchase company, Honey, for $4 billion. They bought a purchase company, iZettle. Don't know what that's about. Maybe it's a shopping cart or something. And they bought a post-purchase. So anyway, uh, we don't know how much that was. So that's enough for today. I've talked a long time. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye.